It's the Weekly Wrap with your host, broadcasting legend Bruce Wolf, and his trusty sidekick, comedian Tim Slagle. And now, without further ado, Bruce Wolf. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap. And of course, this is our want. Uh, Tim, I always like to know about your background. And right now, I believe, let me guess, 20 questions. You're standing, you're in Detroit, uh, Michigan, your hometown, and you're in front of the Joe Louis Fist. Which looks a little gnarled to me. Uh, what? Uh, oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute here. Um, it does look like fisting, though. Yeah, it does. Um, it is the Martin Luther King uh, statue, which uh, was unveiled on his birthday. Um, yeah, I. You know, art is supposed to be abstract, right? I mean, it's it's supposed. Yeah, that, to be... It can be realist. I mean, it doesn't always have yeah. to be abstract. It just, yeah. I, it seems to me when you're doing a memorial to someone, it should kind of look like them rather than, you know, uh, uh, pieces of him. <laughs> well, if I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, if you like walk underneath or, and, and it is inside, you know, kids can slide in it, right? I mean, right down his arm. <laughs> uh, and I, so I, I, I'm pretty sure that you it, could it see does. his head. Right. I mean, you can't see it from no. the view that you've got. Is, no, there's no there's no head. There's no head. I it, thought there was a head. What are, what are the angles you look at it from? Looks like head, but not his head. Oh, it's her head. Just, so just leave I'm, it there. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm wondering because, you know, uh, yeah, I shouldn't even go there. Uh, you already did. <laughs> you already did. Well, Wait, yeah. that, right. I mean, I was just wondering. You know, everybody's human. Uh, we all have our flaws. Uh, you know, Dr. King was known to enjoy a, a different head on occasion. And who, who could blame him, you know, considering all the tension and pressure that he was on? Uh, I know we're going to talk about it the next segment. Actually, my father had a hardware store at 3905 West 16th Street in um, in Chicago on the west side. And Martin Luther King for a year stayed in 1966. I think it was a whole year. He stayed at 1550 South Hamlin. Well, that's Hamlin and, uh, and 15th and 16th and Springfield they're right next to each other. And I swear, mm -hmm. I remember my father at the time telling me, you know, Martin Luther King's janitor is coming in here and, and getting uh, hardware for the, so that's how close <laughs> I also, of course, believe my father was involved in the Kennedy assassination for this reason only. Uh, first of all, Jack Ruby was from the west side of Chicago. And on November 24th, 1963, I was in my father's hardware store and he had a TV perched on some boxes in there. And he and Oswald was about to be paraded out. And he said, that guy's going to get shot. Well, he did get shot. <laughs> so how did my father, I mean, was that just, you know, typical west side? Did you, did, did you used to did you used to be able to buy a gun at a hardware store in those days? Not in my father's hardware store, although he could have used them to kill the rats that came in from the Chinese laundry <laughs> next door. I saw him once pay a dollar, which was a lot, you know, back then sure. to a guy to take a rat from a trap. And it was it was a beautiful white rat. I mean, it looked like it was maze worthy, you know, like they could have tested amphetamines <laughs> on it or something didn't belong in that neighborhood. Uh, and, and the guy carried the rat by the tail. I mean, and it, it must've been like, you know, with the tail and everything, like two feet long. It was just, and yeah, that's, that's, that's my roots. Um, and white and white. I, I, I've, I have rat. never seen a white rat in, in, in an urban area. 
You know, maybe I imagined the whole thing. Maybe I imagined the whole uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, Oswald scenario. Maybe, um, maybe your dad was doing maze experiments <laughs> and one got loose. <laughs> apparently, apparently. Anyway, we'll talk more about uh, the, uh, the Dr. King uh, statue uh, in the next segment. First off, though, I guess so. So Joe Biden is, um, you know, at first they were claiming uh, according to the White House Counsel's Office, telling Fox News G Digital, like every president in decades of modern history, his personal residence is personal with regard to uh, the uh, the uh, I want to say preferred sure. stolen documents, the top secret documents documents. Well, that would help explain if it's personal, why it said personal on his folder, <laughs> because these are mine, <laughs> apparently. Um, McCarthy had a good piece in National Review. I think it was today. But, you know, these are just your garden variety uh, classified documents. A lot of these were top secret. Of course, every time I think of top secret, I think of Val Kilmer in that movie. But uh, <laughs> but uh, what, what they were the, marked beyond top secret. They were marked skiff only. Yeah, right. No, yeah, they, they were really which important. means that no one can take them. No one can move them outside of a president outside, so, or uh, in a secure parcel. By right. armed via armed guards to another skiff. Yeah, you know way too much about uh, top secret documents. The the but that's true. Well, I'm not a classified intel uh, expert, mm -hmm. but I play one on Facebook. No. So, <laughs> well, and, and you're, you're more than qualified to do that. The, uh, the, the 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 problem is so Biden knows about the first batch at least, and if and he probably knew about that for a long time, but. Did he remember though? Well, that's, but at the uh, very least, uh... when they go in for the second batch, they have got. They, he can't send his personal attorneys in there to do that. He's got to send people with clearance, Clarence, uh, and um, top secret clearance, and he didn't do that. So that's gross negligence right there. But it won't matter, right? Well, they were actually the the attorneys. I think actually were going for a rat that was a white rat that had been exactly. caught in the trap behind exactly. the documents. And they go, they see the top secret. And when I imagine top secret, I imagine that it's stenciled, you know, that the font is stenciled, yeah, uh, no. top secret in I mean, red they, they, with a little it, bit of a drip. They make, they make it seem like, I mean, this is like passing notes in class or something. It's like, it's no big deal. And you know, and if it's no big deal, it was no big deal for Hillary. And speaking of attorneys, I mean, the FBI even let her co-conspirators in as her attorneys in the meeting with the FBI. I mean, that's, that's how rigged that one was. But sure. these, these documents apparently don't matter, except for if it's Trump, then they matter. Um, you know, it always reminds me of the, you know, when the when the underlying crime, if it's not really there, if we're not really counting it, it's really hard to get the person in the process crime or or convince the public of it. I mean, the, the classic one is the outing of Valerie Plame as as a, a CIA operative, which, first of all, probably wasn't a crime to begin with to, to out her. And secondly, it wasn't the the prosecutor Fitzgerald, Illinois' very own, already knew who had outed her. And it was this assistant secretary of state Armitage. And um, but yet, you know, they're going after Scooter Libby, even though they know what, you know, the the uh, what the supposed real crimes were. And it well, had, knowledge uh, of innocence is no excuse for lack of uh, prosecution. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was just it was just ridiculous. But speaking uh, of the speaking of the yeah. logs, I just heard this, though, is that they don't have logs, but there are Secret Service records. Yeah, no. Right. I, I was going to bring that up. 
that uh, I mean, Biden is saying he didn't have logs of visitors. I mean, he's at that Delaware house uh, more than Trump ever played golf. He's at that Delaware house all the time. That is the second White House. You're telling me they don't have logs there. The Secret Service, you know, you could you could try all of them uh, if, if they if they didn't have a log. So they do know who was there. But I, I mean, there I guess there's this uh, hint that he was writing his memoirs. So he had to have his trove of of uh, of documents to rely on. But, but he's not supposed to do that. But that seems to because, but they're yeah, they're not they're not they're not his, are they? They're I, not. Does, does, the, does the vice president have? No, he doesn't documents? have them. He, he doesn't have the right to. Uh, he doesn't have the right to declassify no. documents. He, he didn't have the right to have them there. And that that Penn Center that was built with Chinese money. Sure. Uh, oh God, there's no, you know, there's nothing nefarious about uh, all the money that the Biden family has gotten from the Chinese, including about fifty four or fifty six million to build that. Penn Center um, that wasn't built till 2018, which is after Biden left office. So the documents had to have been somewhere even before they got there and, and we're in the wrong place. So, you know, it's just I, I'm wondering what's going to be in a vice president's memoir, you know, oh it's my God. Day, day 187 president's still <laughs> alive, but I sunk <laughs> Three paper wads into the trash basket yeah. on five attempts. Right, not bad. <laughs> Six hundred percentage. I mean, it's not NBA, but uh, I'm sure Biden would say that he was, you know, he was on the varsity at the University of Delaware uh, basketball <laughs> team. Uh, we'll go with that one. Uh, yeah, no. So it's all right. Turning uh, to an another uh, member of his administration, uh, you know, I had titled this one, Pete Buttigieg sucks. And the reason is, of course, they had that problem <laughs> with with the air traffic controlling. And um, according to one wag who wrote, Buttigieg well, if they were riding their bicycle, they wouldn't need the air traffic. Of course, control. you know, that's yeah. kind of his excuse for gas prices, wasn't it? Well, no, if you right. had an electric car, right. Well, you shouldn't be flying. Right. And we need electric planes to uh, here's so <laughs> so what he did was you know this this uh acronym NOTAM N O T A M notice to airmen. He thought that was insufficiently gender inclusive. So he changed that. <laughs> That's the big thing that he's done as uh wow. as the Secretary of Transportation. I mean, there's a lot of fingers, a lot of fingers. There's a lot of places that your finger could be pointed to. I mean, and it comes Scott Lincecum has a great piece on this. And it's just and it comes down to its government. It's the government when it runs it. Other countries don't necessarily have air traffic control run by the government. It's a could be either private or quasi private company. And there's efficiency there. You're you know, you're practically it's a feature, not a bug when you have a government entity running these things. And that's what this kind of thing, why this kind of thing happens. But Buttigieg has to take some of the blame here. I mean, he thought he was going to get a cushy job. And and it turns out there's been a couple of crises. And well, it was it was cushy. I mean, he spent the first the first, you know, three, four months on maturity leave. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm sure. That, uh, what that is South Bend? Is South Bend the fourth biggest city in Indiana? So I'm not sure if he's qualified to run for mayor of Fort Wayne now, but uh, 
his future doesn't look uh, uh, actually Biden probably guaranteed his own future with Buttigieg's incompetence because he was going to be the fair haired guy uh, to replace Biden, I guess. Bruce how many Wolf, have, how, yeah. oh, go ahead. So we'll be back with more Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Well, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. I mean, it could have been worse. I mean, Biden could have gone <laughs> Marilyn Monroe style. Happy birthday. <laughs> I forgot your name, daughter-in-law, Dr. King. Um, so, uh, and, and he'd, course, he'd have to borrow one of Sam Britton's dresses, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, Tim, of course, is in front of the uh, uh, Dr. King statue that was unveiled uh, last week. It's kind of I guess you'd call it an abstract or uh, it's uh, well, you know, it's kind of like the Boston bean. If you think about it, it kind of kind of kind of looks like was it cloud strike or was that what that's called? The, oh, OK, the, the, the bean, the real name of the bean. But we you mean the millennium the bean? bean, our our bean, the Chicago bean. Yeah, it's not called the bean. It's it's not the, that's just what we decided to call it. Oh, it really? Just, I didn't even know. Yeah. What it was yeah. Called. yeah oh. Kind of like what Sears Tower, Marshall yeah. Fields, you know, <laughs> Kaminsky thing, Park. Right. I don't yeah. care what you want to call it. It's the bean. <laughs> the <laughs> bean. Like, the like um, bean. You know, speaking of, of of bad statues, I remember when the Picasso was unveiled uh, in front of the at that point, it was it was the Civic Center later became the Daily mm -hmm. Center. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of hue and cry. Uh, over it. Nobody knew what it was. Every, everybody thought we'd been bamboozled um, by, uh, by Picasso. I mean, you know, because he's sophisticated and we're a bunch of rubes from the hog butcher of the world. And <laughs> and, and you, you I'll think, forget. You think or do you, or do you think that Picasso kind of mailed it in and said, yeah. oh, yeah, I mean, he was <laughs> here, here, here. Why don't you just take something from my blue period? Take a painting here. No, uh, seriously. So um, but I remember uh, Alderman John Holan of the good old number 47 ward said that they should tear it down and just put up a statue of Ernie Banks. Uh, that's how, how pedestrian <laughs> our tastes are. Uh, instead, we didn't know we didn't beautiful did, don't we know. Don't we know now that Picasso abused women? That 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 he was a serial abuser. And obviously, and, that sculpture is a testament to that. Uh, she does not <laughs> look very happy. It's kind of a female sphinx. Uh, yeah, it's. But, but but I mean, if we're you know if we if we've decided that if somebody who is not a good decent person, his art should not oh. be. Uh, uh, allowed to be exhibited. I mean, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we? There be a movement to tear down the Picasso. I, you know, we're just so busy right now uh, removing other statues, but I think you know, in, in due course, that will happen. I mean, just toss it in the pile with the Columbus statue. And uh, <laughs> do we have any Confederate generals in Illinois? I, I don't think so. <laughs> but um, all right. Speaking of Mayor Daley, um, President Biden. Uh, echoed a refrain from Mayor Daley this past week. He said, we have to retrain cops. Why should you always shoot with deadly force? The fact is, you need to use your weapon. If you need to use it, you don't have to do that. It reminds me of Mayor Daley's uh, shoot to kill, shoot to maim. Uh, he was trying to, <laughs> I mean, you know, like these Chicago cops. 
we're uh, you know we're Clint Eastwood and Dirty Harry, uh, and they could do that. It's it's amazing what people you know think. Why would he utter something like that? He's got to know it's not true that it can't be done. Does, Why would does he say he, that? Does he? I think no. I think the majority of Americans learn about guns from television, and <laughs> right. th- it happens all the time when there's someone so good that uh, that even when uh, responding to deadly force, he's, he he takes the time to aim and shoot the pistol out of somebody's hand. And why, you know, why didn't he just quote John Paul Jones? Don't fire till you see the whites of their eyes. Uh, you know, well, it's it's it makes absolutely no sense. Did you hear about this uh, L.A. tasing incident where the guy got killed by a taser from the cops? Have you I heard did. about it at all? Oh, uh, of course. Okay, because here's the thing. I mean, it's not like the guy claimed while he was being uh, you know, uh, apprehended, he was saying, I'm being George Floyded or something. He turned it into a, a verb. So he was saying it. I have not seen major protests yet. I mean, maybe because it's cold outside or something, but um, he died in police custody. Whether they're at fault or not is another question. But apparently, you know, they did tase him a number of times over like a 30 second period. The thing is, I was reading and the L.A. Times had experts, you know, on, on this was saying, oh, no, they, they went too far. It was excessive force. But one of the statistics I was reading was that tasers are effective only 53 percent of the time. So, I mean, if you're a cop, I, I, I don't know the answer to this question. What? You know, if you try to tase and it doesn't work and they found that it didn't work like the first couple of times they tased them. How do you know what exactly what to do? How do they know 53 percent? Did they actually hire (laughs) people for twenty five dollars a day to come in and get tased all day? Sure. No. And they also tested Girl Scout (laughs) cookies and did the Pepsi uh, uh, Coke taste challenge at the same time. So you get a three for, you know, as well as being tased. I remember um, that one video that was really popular where the guy was saying, don't tase me, bro. Do, oh, do you remember okay. that? that? That was that was that, right. that, that kind of went viral for a while. So yeah. so now this guy actually changed the word because he knew he was getting tased and said, don't George Floyd me, bro. No, I'm really. And that's pretty clever. You know, I don't know if I could you know, come up with the right verbiage while I was being uh, wrestled to the ground. So um, anyway, so that's that. And you, but you had heard of it. Uh, and as he was a cousin of a Black Lives Matter co-founder, you know, here, here one of the problems is, is that, you know, uh, you and I are just old fuddy duddies, uh, which I know because when we think of racism, you know, we think of like Emmett Till walking down the street and getting lynched for doing nothing. And I'm not saying the police, you know, shouldn't be well trained and do But I, I and one of the cops in this was a black cop, too. But um it's, you know, it's yeah. And it could be negligence or whatever, or maybe even worse, but um, it's just not what I used. I think of when I think of, you know, good old fashioned yeah. Southern, you know, Buford T. Pusser or, uh, sure. or, or uh, who was that? Who was that? Uh, Alabama, uh, famous Alabama sheriff, uh, you know, with the, I, I just, I just don't, I just don't think of it in the same terms, but doesn't mean it. You know, you, you can't handle. And then, then, of course, you get into let's defund the police and have professionals come in like, you know, a psychiatrist should walk in and, and figure out how to handle the situation. Your views, sir. 
Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. You, you know, usually, usually you don't really have time to say, you know, it's, uh, well, did you get along with your father? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, he, he wasn't there. Well, what about your mother? Did you have good relationships with your mother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now turning, you know, so, and this happened a couple of weeks ago, you weren't here that day. So I listened to this, um, podcast uh jonah goldberg the remnant and he had this uh, guy uh i think his name yeah matt paprocki of the illinois policy institute was just one of those conservative think tanks or whatever Mm -hmm. uh organizations and matt he was really good guest and i believe your ex i believe your ex-partner used to work for the uh illinois policy i used to call i used to call dan i used to say it was one of his shell organizations because he had so many different (laughs) all right which one is this you know (laughs) policy institute there's a a few other ones as well um but but um you know it's matt paprocki he's the president of the illinois policy institute and he's on with jonah goldberg i think they'd had uh, jonah goldberg out to speak to them uh the night before and he does like a 45 minute uh, interview with Jonah Goldberg. And, you know, they're talking, uh, you know, about the history of Chicago and this and that. And I'm, I'm wondering, when are they going to get to crime? <laughs> because isn't that what this and it was? I think it was about 40 minutes in. And Jonah Goldberg at one point said, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up crime. And then even at that. I think Matt Paprocki wanted to talk more about Lou Malnati's pizza. And they got off the subject <laughs> as quickly as possible. But his basic view was it's not. Uh, it's not as bad as maybe you, you see it. He's lived in Chicago you know, on the north, north side for 20 years is, you know, jogs all over the place has never run into any uh, problems. And it's basically, you know, in, in those few neighborhoods that got sure. lost somewhere around the expressway entrances and, uh, and, and it's not as bad as you think, and, you know, then you turn around and then there's videos of, you know, a woman taking her dog out and getting accosted by you know guys in, in the ski masks. So it's I, I just anecdotally, and I know anecdotes aren't data. Uh, talked to a guy the other day because I don't go downtown anymore, and he was saying, you know, downtown's really empty. Now I know some of that is COVID inspired, uh, but it's also people, justifiably or not, fearing that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. that uh, they're they're going to be in the middle of a no i've know, talked to uh, i've talked to a lot of people that are afraid to go downtown anymore. yeah it's uh because because all the uh the uh uh, uh magnificent mile incidents that occurred right the the, the 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 just the flash mobs and that you read about right. that it's like well you don't want to get caught in one of those no and no so uh, i've just but it's hard to figure out you know just how bad is it uh well i i know it's i know it's bad because i i, I was downtown for an event uh, a few months ago and uh, i got to park all day during business hours for 14 bucks yeah so, i know <laughs> i had how, an event that's, I had how, an, that's how bad it is i had used event. to be a hundred dollar oh, fee no. i had a, i think i think it was a wedding i was going to about a year ago downtown on a saturday i figured oh i'm gonna use the app the park it app or whatever oh and i got this great deal for like 25 dollars you know oh, this is great this is fantastic get downtown see that it's parking for about 14 <laughs> I actually paid 11 more with the discount app there's uh, actually a meter available out front <laughs> right right watch your car for you sir i'll never forget speaking of my dad uh, we used to park near the chicago stadium on the street okay and you know and a kid would come up to you and say watch your car for you sir my father took i swear he did this once he took takes out his wallet 
opens it up, pretends he's flashing a police badge and goes, Chicago police. And the kid runs away. I mean, <laughs> nobody wow. would, right now you'd get a tire iron to your head if you, if you tried to. <laughs> Unbelievable. But he don't did Floyd, that. Don't Floyd me, bro. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> exactly there. Yeah. My, you know, my father would be saying, yeah, I know Dr. King's janitor personally. So uh, don't give me, <laughs> don't give me any problems here. All right. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Portillo's drive-thru, make sure you have a debit or credit card with you. Starting today, that's the only way you can pay at all of Portillo's drive-thrus. They're going cashless to make them more efficient and safer for the workers outside. Cash will still be accepted inside Portillo's restaurants. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. I've gone to Portillo's often. Uh, I never used cash before. So Who uses cash anymore? Right, for anything. You know, it's i think we should it should be mandatory to use cash at certain points i mean if you got harriet tubman on the ten dollar bill you should you should have to use it for once in a while i guess otherwise it just becomes you know, an artifact um is harriet I, tubman on the ten dollar bill now not yet uh i think yeah. once hamilton's run is over at the schubert theater uh then you know then then we go to her uh but um are they going to do a Tubman? Is there going to be a Tubman show? The, you know, that is not a bad idea. <laughs> put the, It'd be a great opportunity for white actors and actresses. To yeah, get put that work one in the again. suggestion box in the statue right, right behind you. Uh, Tubman! Exclamation point. Yeah. The um, I, I guess it's for safety concerns in some manner or fashion, uh, but it's mainly just convenience. I no, nobody. Nobody well, it's uh, it, it's also it's also, you know, you have to train employees how to count because. <laughs> oh, yeah, because <laughs> they, yeah. they have no idea how to they have no idea how to make change because today cause most my... of them, their entire career in fast food has been electronic where swipe here, push. OK, they right. don't know how they don't, don't know how to count money out of there yet. You know? I, I, this is my third mention of my father's hardware store today. He taught me how to make change. First of all, when they give you the $10 bill, uh, you put it on the register so that they can't say later I gave you a 20 or, you know, you put it on the register yeah. and then you take the change out and you add up to, a, you know, let, let's say the bill was uh, 464 and they give you a 10. So then you add the change to make it five. That's 36 cents. Then you have five more dollars, either a $5 bill or five singles. But you add up. That's how you make change. Oh, you yeah. Know, do you want to know something interesting? Yeah. That's how they teach common core math. A lot of people of our generation do not realize that that's what <laughs> that common core math is essentially doing subtraction by counting like change. What's old is new. What's yeah. old is new. But what's funny is the same people who say, oh, they're teaching that common core cat math in school are the same people saying, yeah, kids don't know how to make change anymore. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought the new math was that math is racist, that one plus one are not necessarily two. You know, that's, you know, that's a dead white males uh, theory. So um, anyway, uh, let's let's turn to the assault ban. It's being challenged in court right now uh and somebody came up with a they had a uh, 
a map of Illinois and it shows all these red counties and just a couple of blue counties, Cook and, you know, one other, maybe it's Champaign County, where the sheriffs are actually going to enforce this. And, you know, somebody said, look at all the, you know, the the anti-Pritzker sentiment in this state. And, you know, I responded, well, that's not how the elections go. It's it's, it's based on population, not on territory. <laughs> um, but however, I do think I've always thought that, you know, if we if people who wanted to repeal the Second Amendment, all they need to do is move to red states like Montana or whatever. Although I haven't seen the rest of Yellowstone this year, so I don't know if Montana is still a red state or not. But the the move to the red states and, you know, then you could vote to re- repeal the Second Amendment. But I have a feeling that Montana, it's kind of a Yakov Smirnoff thing. Montana is going to affect you before you affect <laughs> Montana and, and it'll change you. You won't be the urban dweller who, you know, is hip and woke and vogue and, and all that stuff. And, you know, you'll probably want to own an AR-15 yourself. So it would probably change you. Um, Actually, I think we could probably decrease the murder rate somewhat if we just banned Alec Baldwin movies. <laughs> You know, I didn't even want to go into that story because <laughs> I'm not as interested in Alec Baldwin as I used to be when he was doing the Trump impersonation on Saturday Night Live. Now he's he's kind of passe. And so what they're going to get in, in, in a lot of people don't realize that involuntary manslaughter, it sounds like, oh, that's not so bad. But that can actually be worse than voluntary manslaughter. It's recklessness and uh-huh. it's gross negligence and it's it's not intentional. But, um, you know, it can be really, really bad. Uh, so I yeah. is there I, any I, I heard I heard uh, just a rumor, but I heard that actually in his, his little gun belt there that he had there, his little cowboy gun belt, that there were live rounds that, there, that, that he did not have blanks in his little gun his cowboy. Did gun he know belt. that? Did he know that? My guess is they said that, that they said that that gun was used earlier in the day that, that they're they're kind of bored out there on the set so they'd take it over to the side and do target practice and they put live and that's how the live round got in there, but they never said that that uh, that Alec was one of the ones going over there playing with a gun. Might have uh, been, you know. Might have been. I there's a lot of reasons I don't like Alec Baldwin, uh, but. Yeah, I, I I don't need to get him on the, on this one. I, I I'm gonna take a pass on Alec Baldwin. You want you want to go? I mean, uh, no no no. <laughs> I just I, I just think the irony is here because he's always been one. Of oh, these, yeah. he's always been such a, a anti gun person. Sure, but then his movies are all shoot 'em ups. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean it's Hollywood. I mean that's how you get people's attention, uh, right? It, 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 exactly. So it's it's kind of kind of karmic, isn't it? That, yeah, that, I, that, to a certain extent. So I you know I read the pro gun guys. The real clever guys. I mean, not like Wayne LaPierre, uh, which is a funny name or, you know, listen, you know, the our, our uh, candidate for governor, Darren Gay Bailey, you know, you're going to have to wrestle the guns out of my cold dad hands. You know, I, I, I read guys like Charlie Cook of National Review, Kevin Williamson of the Dispatch. They're really clever, articulate and yeah. What it comes down to it, though, the argument in in favor of the Second Amendment is that you need the guns in order to protect yourself against the government. Okay, and I just don't believe the revenuers. Maybe I'm naive. The revenuers are going to come back 
come after me, even though the IRS is being funded. You know, I understand that. Um, but I just I'm just a little more sanguine about that. But sure. uh, you, of sure. course, have the, uh, you know, the opinion that you know, we've well, got to protect I, ourselves. I, th I think the, the reason I think I think the reason why they're not coming after. I truly believe I, tr I truly believe that uh, that the reason why no one has is ever proposed rounding up all the the uh, ar-15s that are out there or even the machine guns uh uh is because they they don't want to go door to door saying oh, can i have your gun <laughs> well i i do know that i mean these so these sheriffs have said that they're not going to enforce the law well it depends what there's different facets of the law i mean you know there is the, you're going to have to register the serial numbers i guess of the ar-15 and they don't want to go door to door that's not really right for consideration because i isn't there like a year deadline on that and i can't imagine them going door to door anyway <clears throat> excuse me but as far as i mean i don't think gun shops are going to flout the law and keep selling things that are, are illegal unless there's a stay granted by some court you know while they uh, consider so, the so they, got, they got 300 they got three thousand uh, three hundred ar-15s in their shop they're gonna go well i must as well just throw these away <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with them. What I, here's one thing they could do. Uh, what I would like is for like Walgreens to use the latest AI tech to mount AR-15s in its stores that zero in on shoplifters and merely wing them as Joe Biden wants. If they're stealing up to nine hundred dollars in merchandise, anything above that shoot to kill. I mean, that that seems fair and equitable to me. But uh, uh, have you ever heard of this guy, Steve Gatowski? He's like the most articulate spokesman in favor of the Second Amendment because he's got all the statistics. He sounds calm and reasonable and everything. But the other day, he's showing himself uh, out on a range somewhere firing the latest. Is it a nine millimeter rifle or whatever? And, you know, I, I guarantee it makes so-called right wingers like me, Jonah Goldberg, Jim Pathakoukas. Oh, I guess we're all rhinos. It makes us cringe. I mean, my my view is <laughs> my view is that I'm in favor of the Second Amendment, but uh, because of Highland Park, Uvalde, uh, some other things, I just don't feel all that swell about it. So there you go. Do you have to feel good? Can't you just feel conflicted? I guess well, not. Did, didn't Biden just say that you don't need an AR-15? You need an F. Right. Uh, he says it all the time. It's the same. It's the same. But I think he, act I think he actually said, I think he actually said, if you, uh, you, you don't need an AR-18, you need an F-15. Yeah, he did. And he says that all the time. <laughs> it's a stock speech. And kudos to him but for, that's, being, that's back, that's for being able to remember his own lines. Uh, that's, ba that's backwards, isn't it? Oh, right. Right. Sure. Yeah. But, but whatever. But, here, but here's the Close. thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. A bunch of goat herders held off the biggest superpower in the world. Uh, with with a bunch of uh, AK forty sevens, for held held them in a stalemate for twenty years. So yeah, I you, you can know, say you can say you know you can't do any good with them, but uh, boy, if they we sure... get to the point where the government is going after us, and not just going after our guns, they're going after us for mm -hmm. for whatever reason. I mean, you know. What what is life worth living for? <laughs> I, I just <laughs> and I'll get on an Elon Elon Musk you know flight to Uranus and you know what I mean by that. Uh, so whatever I I it's just yeah I, I I actually believe that if we this is why I'm torn about it because if we if we repeal the Second Amendment 
it would be evidence of docility in the public. And, uh, you know, I, I believe in the family and I believe you know, the home is important and it's the bulwark against the state. And an emblem of that is having your gun there. <laughs> OK, I get it. I get it. It just uh, I just don't like I'd like to be able to celebrate and the people of Highland Park to be able to celebrate the 4th of July without uh, cringing for the rest of their life. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. According to a recent report, the news network CNN is serious about getting into comedy and is even considering hiring a comedian to host one of its primetime shows. The Late Show has acquired a sneak peek of CNN's new primetime programming. Joseph R. Biden's allegedly hiding docks in his garage, too. We'll have more on the story coming up shortly with our very own Manu Raju. This oh! Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap, and... Uh... I've seen the names listed, uh, Tim, uh, for the CNN uh, host. I see uh, Trevor Noah, John Stewart, you know, the mm-hmm. usual suspects, even Arsenio Hall. Uh, w- w- what about us? You know, <laughs> what, uh, I mean, Trevor you know. Noah, Trevor Noah, he sank the Daily Show. It's, Did it's he sink the Daily is that what happened? I don't know I what the ratings so. were. I think so. Yeah, it went like from 14 million viewers to like 1.4. Really? From the time he started to the time he ended. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. quite a decrease. Uh, and yet they CNN finds him attractive. So that's, uh, or at least he's being mentioned. Um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, uh, well, the, I thought CNN was going to tack toward the middle now, I mean, relatively speaking. Well, uh, they they don't know where the middle is. That's the problem. Yeah. Is it the middle of the Democratic Party, which is where Joe Biden always tries to place himself? Um, let's turn a little bit to sports. Uh, Chris, our um, producer mentioned, did you see the Tampa Dallas game? I did, and I did see when the guy was on his back uh, for ten minutes, and they had to cart him off, and uh, it was a slightly different scene from the one with Damar Hamlin uh, a, a little while before that. Um, well, I do he had, know, a, he, had a, he had a pulse. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he had a pulse. And the thing is, is that but so fearful are guys like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. They did not mention how similar it was to the Damar Hamlin incident. And not at all. And in, and in what, some ways it was different because, as, as Chris was saying, hey, Brady's warming up and everything. It's like, hey, rub some dirt on it. Let's go. You know, so uh, <laughs> I don't, did, did we ever find out what happened to that guy? I mean, I, I didn't even follow up on it. Um, so I, I don't I don't know. But uh, but yeah, he was down. But they didn't uh, they didn't even mention Demar Hamlin because they're afraid. Yeah, That's all. It's, um, it's, a, it's a curse. Yeah. Oh, he's had uh, Russell Gage has had movement in all extremities after scary injury, uh, which is more than I can say for offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, who was fired by uh, Tampa. Anyway, um, all extremities. Yeah, <laughs> they're all gone. So there was this this hockey player. Uh, I'm for, is it on the Philadelphia Flyers? I'm trying to remember some Russian name, some Ruski Prokofiev or Tchaikovsky. I, I, I can't remember, but it was um uh, what was it? Inclusive night in, in Philadelphia. I don't know what they call it. Oh, his name is Ivan Provo. Pride. Pride. Pride night. 
yeah Pride night. and and he didn't wear this uh, decal you know like the nazis made the jews wear uh <laughs> <laughs> yellow uh band no well, no you're yeah, supposed to, but, you're well, supposed well to... this is this is all the colors this is this is all the colors. all so the colors not, of the right not just the yellow spectrum. there's also the pink there's also right. the and you were supposed to do it uh, to show solidarity with with the pride movement and he just didn't do it he uh, wouldn't do it and he and he actually was uh you know um pretty yeah. reasonable sounding after the game he said something like look this is my view i believe everybody should have his view uh this happened to be mine yeah. uh and in a pluralistic society it's hard to argue against it but of course we're increasingly not becoming pluralistic we are <laughs> becoming progressive he's and, he's, uh, he's, he's russian he's russian yeah. isn't he? he's a ruski well, you know well, you did it. You did it without the the funny voice. I mean, it should have been. It should have been. Uh, <laughs> right. His statement was in my country. Right. Hockey puck you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I and you'd think I would have done it because you know what? I'd already used my uh, one Yakov Smirnov reference. I'm allowed, and I used that in the, a couple of segments ago. Um, it's a you know, I guess on Pride Night taking a knee uh, has a different. Uh... <laughs> oh, hi yo, hi yo. All right, moving along. Did you see that kids aren't driving anymore? 16 year olds it used to be i mean like in the 90s like 40 percent of 16 year olds ha had their license and now it's down to something like 25 percent and i you know being uh, the great wizard that i am you know there's another statistic about kids nowadays they're not having as much sex as they used to and i i think the two uh correlate because they they don't have a backseat of a car uh in, in order to do it so well, in 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 our day, wasn't it close to a hundred percent of sixteen-year-olds drove? I, I, I think it was one hundred and ten percent. I mean, it was it was. <laughs> every, 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 you were driving when you were twelve. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the whole point was to drive. And what what are these kids doing? I mean, is it protracted adolescence? They're just not. Yeah, no, no, it's exactly that's it's exactly that, Bruce. Because because first of all, you got to remember these kids are the uh, uh, they're 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 the first generation of the uh, uh, they're second generation helicopter kids. Oh, okay. So there's you you know you know in our day, if you wanted to play soccer, you get on your bike and go to the soccer field to play. You, you know you didn't have you didn't say mom you were five minutes late as you get in the back of the car with your texting your buddies on your phone right. and say you know hurry up i have to get to ballet <laughs> you know if you well, wanted yeah, to do now, those if you wanted to do those activities you got yourself to those activities so and now you you do know that now uh car seats have to be installed by the fire department for the kids <laughs> i it's <laughs> You're reckless, <laughs> at least negligent, if you do it yourself. So I'm thinking a lot of these kids are probably 13, 14 years old before they even figure out how to get out of the car seat. Uh, and uh, it reminds me when remember when Britney Spears was uh, uh, a delinquent or, uh, you know, uh, a horrible mother uh, and uh, she was with her kids and she had her kids in the car uh, on her on her had a kid in the car on her lap as she was driving sure and you know i said hey as long as you still have your hands in the 10 and two o'clock position on the wheel while you drive it's, it's fine and a cigarette in one hand i guess and you know and a bottle in the other you know 10 and two is no is no longer the uh, i i understand that's right so what what is the latest is it nine <laughs> nine and three and nine the and reason, three the reason why the reason why is, is because it? if your hands are at 10 and two and you get in an accident the airbag is going to snap your wrists really yep yep oh wow 
Yeah, can't they year. put the airbags differently? <laughs> I, I know. I, I well, they got to hit your. They got to come from the steering wheel to your face. So yeah. So that's the yeah. Only, no, I understand that. There's no way that you it makes can. a lot of sense. Hey, at least we there's got no, some good drivers. Ed and the other the other reason why the kids and this is my speculation. You know, why reason why the kids have no interest in driving is is because uh, uh, parents let them do it in the basement now. Exactly. And by do it in the basement, you mean play on uh, driving simulators and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, oh. No, no, right. No, there, there isn't that. There isn't that. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't do that until, you know, you're no, right. an adult. There's, there, it's there's... like uh, it's like, well, I'd rather they were at home where I can check on them and they're safe. And, and, they're, and, and pretty sure that most municipalities require there to be condom dispensers in the private bathroom. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah. but, but there is also, I mean, what's the percentage of kids that are exposed to, to porn? I mean, it's like a real high percentage. So, um, all of them, a hundred, I think that's a hundred. <laughs> I think that's a hundred. And, you know, I know that I almost called the DCFS on myself from the way I raised my kids because, you know, we had these, you know, like HBO, whatever I, I, you should have. I should have put a lock on that. Even HBO, you know. Whereas when when you know when I was like nineteen or twenty years old, remember those some of those stations would come in with the wavy lines and, oh, yeah. and you couldn't make out. <laughs> Occasionally, an airplane would fly overhead and you'd see a a, a naked breast. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. And and sometimes you pick up the bear game from South Bend as well. But um, yeah, no, you're right. What what do they need to that, get? That, in that that's just not Mayor Pete's bear game from South Bend, <laughs> right, was it? Right. Not at all. All right, I do have a moment. Uh, you know, Tucker Carlson said something uh, about Lindsey Graham a short while ago because Lindsey Graham was saying we have to take out Putin. And Tucker Graham, Tucker Carlson was saying, oh, you know, what's wrong with this guy? I don't want to play shrink. And then he played shrink, of course. And he said, you know, what what's wrong with Lindsey Graham about his personal life? that he has to do this kind of thing. Of course, everybody knows the rumors about Lindsey Graham. And I just, you know, I you want to. Two can play the ad hominem game. Two can play the reductio ad absurdum game. I mean, Tucker Carlson, according to Wikipedia, and so I go by, you know, don't sue me, Tucker, because I get this from Wikipedia. Uh, Tucker, Car you can play the psychological game with him, too. Tucker Carlson's mother decided to abandon her family when he was nine years old and live a bohemian lifestyle. And it, it oh, seems to make sense with what Tucker's view is now, you know, basically wants women to be June Cleaver and be in the home and, and not get in the, in the marketplace and fight men for work. And he's always mentioned that women always only, are only attracted to men who uh, make more money than they are. And there's a testosterone shortage in this country. And he, that's what, where he wants women to be. And, you know, he may have a point there. I don't know, but it certainly seems to stem from the fact that his mother left him. And here's the joke, excuse me. So his stepmother, so his father remarries and his stepmother has a maiden name of Swanson as in Swanson TV dinners. Okay. Wow. So I don't know how much money Tucker Carlson got from the Swanson TV dinner fortune, but his stepmother was an heiress. And if you think about it, who helped contribute to the liberation of women so they could go out in the marketplace 
and and abandon their families <laughs> more than Swanson TV dinners. In my country, dinner eats you. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it, it was Swanson TV dinners. Mom didn't have to slave over the stove anymore. And so Tucker, Tucker was getting it from his mother and his stepmother. They were both they both conspired against his, his Dalton Shrunk. <laughs> So I so there you go. Um, but yeah, Swanson TV dinners. Did you like those when you were a kid? I did. I did not because it always seemed I always seemed to get enough aluminum from that tray <laughs> that to, to set off the fillings. Well, I think it pretty much uh, you used it to create your tinfoil hat. There's no question about that. Tim. <laughs> Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And that's the weekly wrap on radio and television. Follow Bruce at Bruce Wolf Shy on Twitter and Tim at TimSlagle.com. The weekly wrap with Bruce Wolf, a CP Pods production.